This is Start, Grow, Manage, where we help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and freelancers achieve the impact, freedom, and wealth you imagined back when you started your company. At Start, Grow, Manage, our tools, practices, and processes help you engage, energize, and execute on building a business that empowers an extraordinary life. Learn more about our programs and how they can fuel your fire at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more. Let's go. Hello there, and welcome to the first episode of the Start, Grow, Manage podcast. I am Joe. And I am Jeff. How's it going, Joe? It's going good. How's it going with you? Good. I'm up here in the mountains, and it's cold outside. I was hoping to do this outside today. Um, but it's it's in the 30s, so I decided I'm going to take this little Ouch. corner of of a bedroom and and do it in here. You know, so, people think like, California. My magnificent background is is now just this plain old wall. You know, people think California. They think, oh, it's all hot and sunny and warm all the time. But no, no, there's there's cold California. Not up in the mountains, man. Not up in the mountains. We are in we are in uh, cold. <laughs> it can get cold. Look, it's warm here too. It's beautiful but uh i don't want to oversell it because then everybody comes so you know it's terrible here (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding you're welcome to join us anyway i guess we're not really here to talk about the mountains no 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 we're here to talk about building a business and uh since this is the first episode i thought we should talk about the machine good i like that i mean most people have an idea or actually most people have no idea what we're talking about in terms of of building a business machine. So it really sucks for SEO, right? I can write all of, <laughs> of the text I want about business machines and nobody's searching for it. So so let's talk about it here. Maybe we can get some people excited and searching for, for business machine, right? Good. So what is it? What is a machine? Well, do you remember when we came up with the concept? Yeah, yeah, I do. We we were on the phone, and uh, and and you were and, on that side of the world. And I was still on this side of the world. I was walking around the house, right? I was walking around the woods up here in the Sierra Nevada mountains, and we we're talking about how stupid hustle culture is, right? Where where so many entrepreneurs get stuck with this idea of I've got a hustle that entrepreneurship that building a business is about hustle and we actually looked up hustle on um in in the dictionary at the time and you know came up with the idea realized that it's really about swindling and convincing people grinding right like it's all the stuff that we actually don't want from a business and it's it's a particularly bad way to live Mm. You ain't kidding. Do you remember right around that time we were at that networking event and there was this guy who was like some kind of coach. He was like, I teach people how to hustle and they'll work 16 hours a day and then you'll work every weekend. You work work seven days a week, 16 hours a day, no more vacations for you. Holidays, that's a thing of the past. And then people were signing up for this, right? Oh my God. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, that really, that really goes against everything that we think entrepreneurs need, right? So that's what I love that guy, right? Like, you will have no more free time. No, no, we want you to have free free time, time. right? Like, you should have free time. So, anyway, so we came up with the machine, right? And it, 
turns out that while solopreneurs are hustling, growing businesses, uh, that they build a machine, right? Mm-hmm. And and not only that, Joe, but building a machine is actually supported by 200 years of economic thinking. There was this book written 200 years ago uh, that that actually talks about why we need a machine. See, so that brings me back to my original question. What is a machine? We got to tell these people because we've been teasing them with the machine for a while now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should just end it. Hey, that's it. Go that's Google. It. That's the end of the episode. Thank you very much, yeah. everybody. Thank you for coming. Right. Thank you very much. This is it. This is good, good chat, Joe. All right. So here's the business machine, right? And and I, I love the Ray Kroc example, you know, uh, the, 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 the McDonald's example for exemplifying what a business machine is, right? So he goes to sell some, what was it? Um, milkshake makers, uh, yeah, milkshake right? Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to, to this burger restaurant in, uh, in, um, it was in California, actually. It was in, uh, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, and at San Bernardino, I knew it because the song has to come into my head anyway. So he's in San Bernardino and there, he's, he's looking at this, this, this restaurant where they're selling these burgers and he can't believe it because up until that point, right. He'd always seen like chefs making hamburgers. And now all of a sudden there were these teenagers making hamburgers. And what does a teenager know about making a hamburger, right? You can't make a good hamburger that way. And, and he went in and he looked at their process and he said, this is amazing. It's like they've just created an assembly line for hamburgers, right? Everything was defined down to where the pickles are placed on the hamburger so that they don't slide out when you're eating the burger, right? And as a result, you don't need chefs anymore. You just need some kid who can follow instructions, put Patty here, Put pickle here, right? Build, uh, build the burger and get it out the door as quickly as possible. People love this thing. They're lining out in front of of the restaurant, and Ray Ray Kroc is like, "What the hell with with you know milkshake makers? I want to get into the burger business." And that was the beginning of McDonald's, right? Because McDonald's is a machine. It's a machine that creates hamburgers right? It has repeatable processes. It has a way to work. It is clear about the problem it solves and for whom. And I don't even care if you like McDonald's, Joe. You big McDonald's fan? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm not a big McDonald's fan, but I'll tell you what, it does solve the problem that it's supposed to solve. If you're on the road and you need a burger now and you got to get going, there's a McDonald's you know what what's you know you know what you know you're what going, you're gonna get you know you what you're know gonna get. what you're going to get every time and i'm gonna tell you a secret that my wife doesn't like spread around very far all right we were in china in beijing and and i'll tell you what the food was amazing but something happened to her shortly before the trip to beijing and she realized in beijing that she was pregnant now you know Pregnant women, they go through these little changes, and all of a sudden, she hated the smell of everything Chinese. <laughs> there was no, like, she couldn't deal with it, right? Because it just that that physical change, and she's like, I just need something I know. Where yeah. can we go? Right? No. McDonald's, because it's 
same thing in Beijing that it is in New York or California, in Germany, or Puerto Rico, and in the Dominican Republic, and wherever you go, everywhere you McDonald's, go, there, it's the same thing, you know. And and that is ultimately the the beauty of right that that machine. The machine is built right now. Most entrepreneurs don't build machines, right? Most entrepreneurs, they come to work to hustle, yeah. right? They come to work to grind to and, and, and to, to just do work. And, and, and you know, the, the sad thing to me is that there's so much hustle porn out there. Like this is this is how you do it. You just work. You just like you know work harder, work more hours, do more stuff. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do more, work harder, like every day. No vacations for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> you go into to WeWork and there's this science like hustle harder. Yeah. No. Stop hustling. Right? It's, it's so much work to hustle the whole time. And and really, when you're hustling, you have to convince people. You have to force people to, to do the thing that you want them to do. Whereas when you define a machine, right? When you define a machine, what you're doing is you're solving a, a, a valuable problem for a human being out there, even B2B businesses, you're always solving a problem for a person, right? Mm -hmm. So you're solving a problem for somebody and, and you are doing this over and over again so that you get so good at it that people seek you out for it. We all know what McDonald's does. We all know what Disney does, right? We all know what Starbucks does. We all know what Netflix does. They have built machines to deliver their products, to deliver their services. So we, I have to mention a little bit, Joe, the, the service and product thing. So a little segue here because people are going to say, well, but I don't have a product. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, you should. You may not have a product, yeah, you but do. you should have a product. The problem is that calling your product a service, which is what people do when they say they don't have a product, calling your product a service is just an excuse that lets you do an incredible amount of work with very little return. Yes. You've got to take that service and turn it into a repeatable product and, and, and build the machine. I like, I like the way you said that because you you can, if you think it's a service and you think that it's, it has to be custom and it has to be special and it has to be every single time, then it's not a product, right? It's a product when you, it's, it's a, it's a repeatable process you can do over and over again. You can train other people to do it and they can do it with their eyes closed. Right. That's that's when it like oh <laughs> <laughs> the heavens part. Yeah. And the sea is open and I don't know what happens. And you stop working. No, but it's, it's somebody you, else does. It's where you go from oh, I'm I'm hustling, I'm grinding yeah. Yeah. to I've got a business. Start, Grow, Manage is the place for entrepreneurs to get the support you need to build your business better. Put our decades of experience starting, growing, and managing businesses to work for you at startgrowmanage.com. So I want to talk a little bit about this, this book that I promised. 
All right. Um, the the author is uh, David Ricardo. He he was an economist about two hundred years ago. He actually died two hundred years ago. So I imagine the book was actually written before that. Um, <laughs> it, just a bit before he died. <laughs> just a bit before he died. Okay. It, it's called uh, the Principles of Political Economy and Taxation. If if you if you want to read it. Um, it's actually very good, but you need a little bit of patience, right? But but here's the thing that he talks about, and and this is why I think it's so interesting to 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 think about it in the context of of the machine. What he actually talks about is land, and he's talking about profit from land. You have really good land, you have medium land, and you have well crappy land, right? And and what will happen is if you're farming really good land, you know the the uh, the 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 landlord is going to charge you more rent for that land, right? If you're charging mediocre land, the landlord can only charge you medium rent. And if you're you're charging crappy, if you're farming crappy land, they really can't charge you much at all. But they're going to charge you at sort of a rate that you know a- allows you to sustain yourself, right? Like that. That that's just sort of the way it comes out. He has lots of economic theories around this, but. Yeah. You know, 200 years have shown us that this this pretty much works. It's supply and demand, and I'm not going to get into it, but we'll just, this is the way it works, right? And then the landlord also gets charged. Like people say, oh, you've got the good land, so I'm going to sell you the expensive piece, not not the, not the you know, the, <laughs> I'm going to sell you the expensive thing. I'm going to tax you at a higher rate. I'm going to do this, right? So, so there's this whole theory around, you know, the lands, A, B, and C land. And, and so I think the same the same issue um so i think this same uh issue surfaces with businesses we have a b and c businesses now here's what david ricardo recognized is that when the the economy is booming a does well b does well and lots of c's kind of come into into the mix because they can make some money the landlords can make some money and they're hustling along and they're, yeah. they're making yeah, it yeah, work yeah. right and then something happens and the economy shifts and then all of the c producers kind of go out of business and the b producers are looking a little lean and thin and the a producers are still doing well cuz they've got like the the premium land right and and I think this is the same thing when you think about businesses, right? That C businesses are we all start off as C businesses. We all start off with, with the bad land facilities. Yeah, we start off with bad land because <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't defined the land yet. So we're not farming, but the land is really our machine, right? We don't have a machine. We're like, we're just doing the stuff that we do, right? Solving problems for people, hustling away. And as the economy expands, there's lots of opportunity for C businesses to get started. But the trick is, if you want to continue on, if you want to expand, if you want to achieve the goals that you want for yourself, what we call the prosperity plan, if you want the business to allow you to live the way you want to live, you need to get out of that C state and move into a B state, you know, get at least into that marginal land, at least have a business that functions. That gives you some protection, some opportunity to, to grow, some ability to take advantage yeah. of some of these changes in the market. And then you get better and better at it and you move into the A category. Yeah. And, and really at, at that, at that, 
You know how I love pushing analogies. <laughs> push, man, push. I don't know. But, but it's like, you can you know, always edit this and, out. And the, and the first one, yeah, 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 whatever. In the first one, you're, you're plowing the land yourself, you know, you like really yourself, like you're pulling right. the whole thing. And in the second one, now you've got some help, right? And so then, and in the third one, somebody else is doing the whole thing. And so it's really thinking of it that way. It's like right. thinking of it, okay, now I can go open up another farm, you know? And right. I, can, <laughs> I can have another farm. I can, yeah. have, I can, I can negotiate with the landlord. I've got a bit of power. I've got yeah. this and the other thing. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's, that's exactly the idea. Right. And, and I just think it's really interesting how, when you, when you read about pricing and, and how all of these mechanisms sort of work in, in our minds, in our societies, right. It hasn't changed over those 200 years. And what's changed is, is that we're not, you know, we're not for <laughs> like you say, we're we're building the machine, and either we're doing it ourselves. But I'd even say, even when you're doing it yourself, you might be doing it yourself. But you know how you hire somebody, and then it doesn't work, and then yeah. you let them go, and you hire some. You get on this roller coaster, right? What we call the <laughs> the spin cycle of of like coming and going, and you're grinding, and you're still hustling, all all of that, right? Even if other people are working for you, if they're not working for you effectively and efficiently, you might as well be working for yourself, right? And well, that's why you, you have actually have more work at that point. Yeah, that's well. That's the problem, right? You do it the wrong way, you end up with more work. You have to do, like, and and then and then you know what entrepreneurs do? They say, well, "I'm going to pay my team," and you know we're all about paying your team. We're human centric. We're all about that, right? But but you can't earn nothing. Yeah. While you're ensuring that your team is earning a living yeah. wage. And and you can't buy your way out of having no processes. Yeah. Well, that's you can hire somebody to, to make the processes for you, but you can't buy your way out of it. You can't buy your way out of it. Like, oh, I'm gonna hire these three people because they're really smart and they'll figure it out. Well, yeah. So you go back to the McDonald's example, right? So McDonald's is your A machine. Right. It started as a C. And then when Ray Ray found it was kind of a B, it was doing well. And then he pushed it up into the A and went whole hog on this whole standardization thing. Right. And and he could have like they could have hired great chefs to come in and create great burgers. But then you are relying on the great chef. Right. And you have to have the great chef the whole always, time. And, always. And, and that's like that, that now, now you are farming because now you're saying I have to have high quality land the whole time. And that chef then can control your profitability. That chef can control the, the rate of, of, of scaling your business. You always have to find great yeah. chefs. Yeah. See, right? technical businesses often find themselves in this place. I, oh, speak oh, as somebody, oh. I, I speak as somebody who, <laughs> who ran a technical business for a long time. Sometimes if you don't, until I didn't start building processes, it was, I was always dependent on my, on my staff. Yeah. And if, if one of them went away, all the institutional knowledge went with them. Because you so, didn't have a machine, Joe. No. And then you figured out how to make a machine. The heavens opened and everything. <laughs> <laughs> now we're teaching other people to make a machine. <laughs> that's exactly. So, so the, the components of a business. So, so that's sort of why you need a machine and what a machine is. Now, now we've also identified 
seven parts of the machine. And, and through the podcast, we're going to talk about them. You can go to the learn more page to, to learn more. We've got a nice uh, blog post. that's going to take you directly to uh, the, the elements of, of the machine. But, but, you know, if we break down the machine into what are all of the component pieces, the elements that make it up, we think it's the business defining the business, right? Understanding what business you're in and, and the problem you solve and for whom, uh, the, the next one is really making sure that you have those standardized processes in place and you know what they are for every aspect of your business. Uh, the third is the factory, right? It, it's actually that that place where those processes are going to take place. And a lot of the factory these days is software, right? Like, uh, which Which means anybody can really do it, but you do have to have uh, the tools in place to make it work. Um, the next one is, go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. And the next one is you, the entrepreneur, right? Because it's it's the entrepreneur's mindset that ends up limiting or, or empowering uh, the organization. And then once you've figured yourself out, then you have to think about your team and the people, right? The people that you're going to put in place. Um, the next one is the metrics and the finances and the money and how you're going to measure your performance. And the final piece of it is invention. Because if you don't have a way to invent solutions, if you don't have a way to invent ways of, of working, then you're going to come up against hurdles that are going to stop you every time, you know, and, and so you always have have to look at how can I overcome hurdles? How can I take advantage of opportunities? How can I move the business forward, which is going to involve change? It's going to involve invention. And that's really where you develop the intellectual property, the the, the differentiation that's going to allow you to expand into an A business. Yes. And that's it. That's the name of the game. Those are the parts. All right. Get your arms around that. Now you know what the machine is. And that's it. That's that's the machine. So I think that's I think that's it for today. Anything else that, that we need to go over, Joe? No, I think this this is good. It's a good start. So next time we'll we'll break down each one of those has has its own little secret sauce. So we'll start talking about that stuff. We're not going to do all of them in the next episode. I don't want to, no, over, no, no. I don't want to over promise here. We're going to take one little sliver of one of the next ones. Cause there is a lot within. Yeah. Each yeah. We could, in, in each and any one of those, we could spend easily five episodes. Yeah. One. <laughs> but we probably will. We probably yeah. will, but we got to start someplace. Right. So um, with that, do go check us out over at the check out the learn more page for some show notes for for some uh, guides to help you get started. And uh, good luck with making your machine. You want to take us out, Joe? And remember that you are loved. All right. All right. That's good. Thanks, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for joining us. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one right now and tap into our insights and instincts to help drive your business vision and success. Remember, you didn't start your business to feel frustration. You started it for freedom. We can help you discover the impact, freedom, and wealth you always imagined. Learn more at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more.